1: And welcome to Swedes 2, Turnips 1. Now, there's no doubt that football has always been a sport of passion. From World Cup finals watched by millions to non-league clashes with just a handful of spectators, you can always expect shouts of joy and cries of dismay. Passion is what makes football so amazing, but sometimes it can spill over. And today we are talking match day meltdowns. I'm your host, Reshmin Chowdhury, and I'm delighted to be joined by The Sun's Head of Sport, Sean Custis, and football writers Paul Jiggins and Andrew Dillon. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. As always, we kick off with a quick fire question to get us going. So, Sean, let's start with you. Tell me about your match day meltdown.
2: How think, long have you got? I think <laughs> as journalists, we've had many, a lot of examples of when it sounds first world, but it's your Wi-Fi doesn't work. You don't get there in time. You can't get your seat sometimes because somebody else is sitting in it. That drives you mad as well. But one that really sticks in my mind is the 2002 World Cup final. Germany v. Brazil, brilliant. Obviously, they're great big occasions. And the steps in the Yokohama Stadium were really odd. They, they were very high. And I was a bit up against it. There was something I had to do before kickoff. I think it was maybe a radio thing or something. And I tripped and I hit my my left leg, shin bone, against one of these steps. And you, you, you've never seen blood like it. I don't want don't to overdramatize, but it absolutely oh, wow. poured out all over these steps. To this day, I still have a, I still have a scar, which reminds me of the two thousand two World Cup final. <laughs> so I was trying to stem the blood with with a handkerchief. It wasn't really working. People were going, "You'll have to go first aid and all that." That bad. I haven't got time. I've yeah, got to do yeah. this. There's no time to do it. Just kept pouring out. Don't in my socks and everything. Put my computer down onto the desk. Tried to stem the blood. Turned around, whacked the computer off. Crash. four <laughs> Steps down. It goes bang. I'm thinking, this is it. It's just finished. Amazingly. It worked, but I've got to say that was possibly the most stressful 15 minutes, I think, I've ever had a game, and I did spend the whole of the match still trying to stem um, the flow of blood, and on that laptop, which I had for another four years, the blood was still just stuck to the laptop. I couldn't get it off. It was just like ingrained so always remind me and as I say the scar on my left leg is still there from the 2002
3: World yeah. Cup final you better tell your grandchildren you played in it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's> right, <yeah. laughs> or he you went see. to war
4: maybe uh, we've all given blood for the first <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. years, yes. yeah. Yeah. did you get different. any work done
2: I did get it done, uh, amazingly, because I, I was shocked that the computer worked. You usually when you see your laptop drop off the desk like that, I yeah, think it may all be there oh, when it just a,
3: when you, you put them on the desk, <laughs> <laughs> you press
2: that button and you think it's never going to, and amazingly it did. Maybe they were more resilient, the laptops, in those days, but, yeah, it did work. Sadly, my leg didn't for quite some time
4: afterwards.
1: Wow, ouch. Andrew, any as painful as that?
4: Nothing is physically painful, but I've had... Uh... Sean, as my governor will tell you, I, I can be a little bit feisty sometimes. And I'm also quite, as we say, I'm quite strident on rules and regulations in mixed zones. Rights holders mm-hmm. broadcast, rights holders written or whatever radio, and then they have the non-rights holders and newspapers. And as always, we always think we ask the best questions down the, down the bucket end of the, of the queue. We always think we're going to get the players and we ask the best questions. Invariably when you're abroad... You know, the the lines of demarcation get a little bit blurred, Um, and I do remember one just one example where we had to team up and unite against. I can't remember where we were. I think we were in Croatia or somewhere kind of feisty and passionate. Um, and as we were asking our questions, we're always very good. We let the TV and radio ask their boring stuff about was it <laughs> good to well win. I see well, though, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> How did it feel to win? Yeah. How did it feel to lose? All that really exciting stuff.
1: And then something in the middle about the game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Something All about stuff an injury.
4: All that football was really isn't interesting. Looking thing. ahead. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the standard. Um, and then they come to our end. And, of course, the radio and TV start to drift down towards us and it got to such an extent there was there were elbows flying and you know people pushing and shoving whatever and i do remember my good friend matt barlow from the daily mail who's only about as tall as me so he's about five foot eight in heels. And this enormous Croatian cameraman behind him, just kind of with his camera over the top of us. So Matt lifted up his laptop, lid open, and just held it above his head to form a complete blackout and kept swaying from side to side as the camera was moving from side to side. It was this kind of game of dodgeball going on, just to try to stop him filming it. And we have been known to cough the odd swear word as well. That's an old trick. (laughs)
3: <laughs> no. yeah, 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 yeah. Just so that it ruins Into the, the TV coverage for them.
4: Yeah, so yeah, there's been. Um, you have lots of those sort of faces. Yeah, lots. Terms, yeah. In terms of, I mean, in terms of technology, I had a bit of a moment before Christmas at Villa Southampton when the whole lot just crashed, and I couldn't, I couldn't actually file until I was on a train out of Birmingham. That's how bad everything. It was just one of those days. Everything went to. Pop, so the fact but
1: that you filed on a train home means that the reception would have been really bad in the stage. Yeah. Because if you can file on a train yeah, home, that's yeah, telling you Yeah. Nothing.
4: But one of the funniest things, it's not so much a meltdown, but in the old days of copy takers, I was just a casual at the time and I was doing lower league games and I was at Brentford and I was filing on uh, Saturday, uh, Sunday morning, sorry, for Monday's paper um, and it was a follow-up story. It's only about seven or eight paragraphs, and Brentford won very easily. So my intro to the copy-taker was Brentford were so in control they should have won at a canter, using the old horse racing phrase. When I picked up the paper the next day, there'd clearly been a mix-up in communications because it said Brentford was so in control they should have won a decanter. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's, it's stuck with me to this day. That's twenty oh, odd years ago. Gosh. It was just brilliant when I just saw it. And of course, I was only mid twenties, not on the firm. I thought yeah. I was going to get in big trouble. A big trouble of for that. The... I, I mean, know. what were they thinking? Uh, in those days, what the, our old sports editor would have said, "Right, go down to Griffin Park, take a decanter of whiskey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. give it to Brentford, tell them well done, a... and go on a
0: horse. Yeah, go on a horse. <laughs> yeah,
4: backwards on a horse with no clothes on, give them a decanter no, on behalf no. of some sport, and we would have done." it yeah. <laughs>
3: amazing sugar you've, you've got a lot to top here to be fair I'm a mild man of the newspaper man as well <laughs> um, a similar one to Andrew actually uh, the, result in, the result of it is uh, it happened more recently though at Oxford when they beat Sunderland in the Crabill Cup and I threw a bit of a hissy fit which I'm sure you Did cannot you? believe <laughs> Wi-Fi Did goes you? down um, Oxford Notorious uh, that played a couple of years ago Man City in the Cup and they've still not rectified the Wi-Fi so much so much my colleague Charlie Wyatt had to run out of the stadium, run into Frankie and Benny's during the game to foul. That's just form. two blokes he knows. That, he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Frankie and Benny's. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's got, mate. out. He's got yeah, mates everywhere. By the, <laughs> they <did laughs> by the corner flag. So, anyway, gone back, they hadn't approved um, when they beat Sunday in the Carabao <laughs> well, Cup this year. That's pretty strange, isn't it? So well? I threw one and you know told them in no uncertain terms that they should spend the prize money on getting through to the next round on a new router, uh, which they weren't very impressed with. And I, I did an email apology the following day, but from the match... I emailed, I, rang, I had to ring the desk, we don't have copy takers anymore, on one of the uh, night editors, um, Alex Shilton, top man, uh, but a lot younger than me, as you will find out. Uh, not exactly the same terms of reference. So I filed my copy down the line to him, and the intro was, the city of Dreaming Spires is now dreaming of Wembley. I know, poetry, that's what you're thinking. Isn't it, <laughs> it, isn't it, it is He, he ran thinking. me back to double check, just before the page went off, you know, off the print. And he'd, he'd, the intro he'd written was, the City of Dreaming Spires is <laughs> now Dreaming of Wembley. So, yeah, he's now known as Jane Bond.
1: <laughs> when you say hissy fit, so how high-pitched do you go? Oh, it's Did not
3: so much hissy things? fit, to be fair. You... It is the language.
1: And, Sean, you've got another, another story, I
2: believe.
0: You've another had several injury melt-ins. story, really. But it's, another it's, it's again another... <laughs> it's
2: sort of meltdown again. Going to uh, England's match in Seville uh, when we played Spain. And it was ridiculous. I'm walking along with the crowd. The crowd is all the way and they've got bollards which are a ridiculous height they're about a foot where was this uh 2007 i think maybe in seville okay and the crowd is just there you can't see these bollards and i just don't see these bollards A whack bang straight down again same computer smashed (laughs) Uh, no this time it's teeth into lip, bleeding uh, bleeding everywhere again to the point where some of the other journalists which is unusual very compassionate all got uh, (laughs) their Hanky's out and he's helping me dab the blood and all that and i was like um to the point where you probably would have had stitches if you if if you could have but you can't you again it's an hour before kickoff what are you gonna do and you get and honestly i i was like i was i was seeing double during the game i really was and i i couldn't remember the match the next day i I literally i did did the game. I did write about it. Apparently one of the
4: best match reports I ever did. So you're not the first journalist to see double jury. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you Let's be honest. Yeah, but yes. Several times after I Also, <laughs> if I may just pick up here, It seems to be a common thread. I'm thinking dodgy insurance claims here. We've it's like, no oh, look out, I've fallen no, over. Didn't. It's like Uncle Albert in... old no, course, isn't <laughs> it? It's kind of... He's full of harmony, <laughs> you know. I'm thinking
2: of the walking,
1: talking health hazard.
2: We also, though, you do get meltdowns so Not so much because you can't handle it, but just be, when goals go in right at right at right the end. At the death, I, I, yep. I mean, Newcastle Croatia Zagreb v Newcastle, which I think would be 97, something like that. It was a Champions League qualifier in, in Zagreb. And the crowd was just unbelievable in Zagreb. So, fancy. and we couldn't get a seat in the press box. Now, this does happen from time to time where you have to sit in the crowd. Oh, but they give you a phone line and a plug. So you are sat with... All the crowd, and in those days you would have to put two sort of a, a phone into another phone to send your copy oh
0: down. Where was this in Newcastle line, or in Zagreb? No, right. oh,
4: right. yeah, I was going to say, oh, I, I was going to say they would not put <laughs> you Newcastle with the fans in Zagreb. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, we were.
3: No, it was in Zagreb. <laughs> yeah, we were. Newcastle, Newcastle gets it next the, week. Newcastle's still got a pigeon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we were. We, no, we were in with the fans. There was quite a few of us with the fans, wow. and you've got to send Home the copy. Uh, yeah,
0: Ooh. next to the
2: press, next to the press box, but sat right. with these, and they're bigger laptops in those days, on your knee, trying to send the copy. So I'm just about to send a copy. Newcastle about to go through Zagreb equalised, ninetieth minute, I think, to take the game into extra time. This second leg, and it's like just the copy is just disappearing down the line. Everybody jumps up when Zagreb equalised. The plug goes flying, the phone line goes flying. And, you know, the way it works is that copy would have gone down. Somebody in the office would have changed it around a little bit to, to cope with, help me out. But the whole thing's gone. There, there used to be a beep as everything went down the line. That just stopped. It was halfway. <laughs> everything had corrupted on the screen. Oh but we are going in extra time. So retrieve plug, yeah, retrieve yeah. phone you, line, got a bit of reprieve, plug it all yeah. back in again. Off we go again. Um, then I think Newcastle were about to. I, I not quite, but at the end of extra time, Newcastle scored in the 120th minute to Murray Kettbeier. Of course Beyer they did.
0: Mm. Course to go did.
2: to go through. This time, all the Zagreb fans going absolutely nuts, kicked the plug out of it, phone line goes again. It was really, remember this thing? I, no way of sending it. I had to bust through all the Zagreb fans, grab it back, put it up, phone into phone to try and send it praying please go please make it go please make it. because if it doesn't there's going to be some very 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 angry people back at the ranch unfortunately it did but that, that that's a panicky one they're, they're when you you're sweating cobs it's very late deadlines it's late at night and the paper is just waiting for you they're not waiting for anybody else at that point it's just you before they can print it
1: okay so meltdowns from you guys let's talk about meltdowns from managers because we see a lot of theatrics don't we on the touchline some people do it because they love it some People do it because it's uh, completely genuine, and most of the time it really is. So tell me about what you've seen.
4: Jigo's got one about Ian Holloway, a very good one, and it triggered something. Oh, don't build it up too, too much, mate. <laughs> Can go down the <laughs> it's triggered something in my memory that will live with me forever, and it wasn't even on the touchline. Um, years ago, I did a feature with him uh, when he was at QPR about he was having anger management lessons, and as part of that, he was horse riding for Who? therapy. Ian Holloway.
1: Ian Holloway was Ian having Holloway. therapy yes. for
4: anger management. Anger management, and he was horse riding. So I went oh. with our old photographer, a good mate of mine, Eddie Keogh. Great this
1: already snap. sounds like a mess.
4: Oh well, it was. It was. This isn't the story. This was. This just sets the scene for it because he was. He was brilliant. He really looked after us, and we we stayed in touch. He's a really kind of grounded, friendly mm-hmm. guy, Ian. Then he took over at Plymouth some years later, um, and I'd been in touch with him. He said, "Look, I'm coming down to do the game. I think it was the quarterfinals of the Cup against Watford." So I went down there. I suggested, and I said, you know, do you know a hotel I can stay in? He said, yeah, go to this one in town. He said, that's where he go to my Sunday lunch every, every week he's in the room. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> he just popping from. And he said, I'll come and join you for a drink afterwards. So I've done the game. Plymouth lost 1-0 to Watford. I was sitting in this bar with Ian Holloway and his, uh, his missus, and there's some Watford fans there, and they were really nice Watford fans, but they started talking about the match, and they were so inoffensive, they were really winding him up because they were talking... This guy was just sitting there and said, well, Ian, of course, your little green leprechaun fellows, that was P- uh, Plymouth, he said, they were good, but only up to a point, you know. <laughs> and it was it was grated and grated and grated. And Ian was sitting there taking it, yeah, having a beer, having a yeah, beer and yeah. talking, and I could see the colour changing his face. Eventually, he just stood up, and looked over this fella, who was sitting down and just went white as a sheet and said, you know what? He said you have been going on and on about Plymouth and about Watford and everything all bloody night, he said. And the thing is, you're effing right. And he <laughs> said, but the worst thing about it, you've ruined my effing anger management. And then he was <laughs> like that across the table. <laughs> <laughs> and then stormed out the bar and never came no back again. And, and then We all sat around bemused, finished <laughs> our drinks, and kind of brought all into to the party. And the next morning... As I checked out, I saw this Watford supporter writing word. a note of apology <laughs> to leave on the bar. Dear Ian, I never meant any of this. Blah, blah, blah. blah. It was just, it's just amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. that's
1: only what you'll get like in a private environment yeah. like that. That and, uh, is
4: yeah. amazing. Great, well, great my That is my amazing. Okay, top that, the, Jigger. In front
3: of the cameras, Aston Villa, 2010. Ollie's manager of Blackpool win the Premier League. They're playing Aston Villa on the Tuesday or the Wednesday night before they have West Ham away. On the Saturday now, I gonna get everybody the, the, tense. The uh, one, I West Ham away game is seen as <laughs> at the relegation six-pointer. So, Ollie makes ten changes for the, the trip to Aston Villa, and it was a day that Wolves had got fined for making wholesale changes to their team for a, a League Cup tie, I think, at uh, Manchester United, and just got fined twenty-five grand. So, after the press conference at Black, uh, Villa, where Blackpool had lost three-two, I said, "Look, you know, you're bracing yourself for the twenty-five thousand uh, pound fine." and Oh, he just went into one absolute meltdown, and um, <laughs> so I kept going on to him back. He never answered the question, and in the end, he, he, was, uh, my, my impression may not be good as deal. Was a bit it was, <laughs> hello, hello, Earth to. It goes a bit panems. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> Earth to
4: reporter, Earth to reporter. <laughs> is anyone in? Are you stupid? <laughs> and and I thought. Like, oh you couldn't sue him for that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, God, no. It's a bit like
3: Nigel Pearson Ostrich, <laughs> he isn't it? He then oh, no, no, <laughs> he didn't, he didn't stormed out. <laughs> uh, it was, it was about eight minutes, we ran the whole transcript. It was such a meltdown for We ran a transcript as a spread in the paper the following day. But after that press conference, Gerard Hulia walked in. And Gerard Hulia, before he started press conference, came and sat by the side of me and said if you go on like that, I'm not doing a French impression, by the way. <laughs> uh, I like, thought he was coming, huh? <laughs> <laughs> He came and and on like that, he went, you'll have a heart attack like me. And every time I've bumped into, in on, um, Gerard, know, Gerard about three or four times in the press box where he'd been doing Champions League games, he's gone, you're not going to shout today, are
0: you? <laughs> <laughs> I love but that he Ollie, remembers it for
3: like, it. About three weeks later, I did Blackport Stoke and I walked in, I was late to his post-match press conference because I was doing uh, the Mondays and I'd been downstairs to try and get players. I walked in he was doing his uh, press with the Sunday media. Stopped his press conference and said, There's a gentleman who's just watching here who a few weeks ago I had a major argument with, and I thought, Oh, he's going to ask me to leave. Mm. You know, everyone turned around, I'm red, and um, <laughs> you know, I think, Oh, God. And he went, I oh, just thought, he said, My wife came, he said, She said I behaved disgracefully that <laughs> night, and I was to apologise. And he actually apologised in front of to everyone to you, yeah, directly admit, in
1: front of all those people. I love it. no problem,
3: thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I didn't mean it either. You know, yeah. it wasn't but, you; it was me. But every time I've seen him since, and I've bumped into him quite regularly, he always said to me, "You still think we got a problem? Are we call, cool? we call, cool? we, cool? we wait. <laughs> yeah, we're fine. I don't, love it. They? I love that it's they
1: remember then. these things because these managers do. They remember every yeah. little
0: yeah. thing yeah, that you say yeah. to them. Yeah. Yeah, they
1: really do, especially like negative stuff. They always remember it. Have you caught something about
3: Harry Redknapp, Jiggo? Oh, that was Portsmouth when they came up, when he led them to the league title, 2003. Boxing Day game, they drew one or own to Palace. Uh, they'd seen their lead at the top of the table over Leicester go from 19 to three points. Mm. Not that I can remember it. Mm. Um, <laughs> and so the year before, Wolves had blown up. They'd lost an 11-point lead and missed out on promotion altogether. So we used to, then the frat and party, Harry came out the, out the tunnel up the steps, we didn't buy pitchside interviews, and I said to him um, because it was Boxing Day. For some reason, the press went first. Normally, the broadcast and the mm. radio goes first, but this on this occasion we went first because they uh, at the kick-off time and they couldn't get Harry a live link to the studio. So they was happy for us to go first. Mm. Uh, first question: oh, Any more of this, Harry? People will be saying Portsmouth are gonna do a Wolves, and he goes on this sarcastic answer: "Oh yeah, we're we're rubbish. We're going down. We got we're gonna get relegated. This is the worst Portsmouth team of years." <laughs> And so he carries on, and uh, a good friend of ours, Tony Stenson, then turns around to, who worked for the Mirror, and turned around and said, All right, H, we get the picture, you know. And he said, Well, it wasn't me, it was that effing idiot who asked the question. So I went away, I said, Don't swear at me, I'm not one of your players. And he went, That's it, I've had it with you before. <laughs> oh, I'm off. So he marched off through all the TV camera that was waiting to interview him. They were all scowling because we'd ruined their, ruin their interview. Got to the top of the steps to walk down the tunnel and I shouted down the touchline, Harry, was it something I said? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, t- and went, f*** off, you're bald. <laughs> 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 <Super> Hilarious. <laughs> but, but he, then, he turned up then? the QBR where I covered and I went yeah. to, to clear the air. How, did he, did I, he come up to you? He so managed remember it. Um... No, I went and cleared here because I thought this is not going really be good if I walk in the first day and he's still barred, me from Cuba. Yeah, yeah. Um, Were well, you actually barred from Portsmouth after yeah, that? about three months. Really? Yeah, and he was our columnist. <laughs> 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 and
2: he
3: kept doing our columnist. <laughs> he kept doing our columnist. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Absolutely amazing. So, anyway, so I went to him at Cuba and I said, remind him of the incident. I said, Look, <laughs> you know, um, you, you swore at me and, uh, you know, you barred me. And typical Harry went, nah, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me, boy. And it was Jamie. I've never swore. <laughs> you. It was Jamie that did it. <laughs> it's all good. But it, that's the thing. It's um, Although memories have done, a lot of the time you just got to wipe your mouths and move on and there's a lot of thick skins in the industry on both sides, I think, and there has mm. to be.
1: Yeah, I think there has to be. I think you're absolutely right. Um, a bit more on Harry Redknapp. He's quite a popular one here. Um, Andy, he, something to do with a Trevor Sinclair oh, match rating. Yeah. Tell the, me about this yeah, one.
4: It's, it's, it's only brief, but... Um... It has stuck with me because again I was I was fairly young and I was just kind of finding my way with Harry mm. at, at West Ham. And I'd done a night game for West Ham the previous evening and I'd been at, gone over and stayed at my girlfriend's house in, in Tootin and I think it was on a day off or I'd done the follow-up the next morning and, and the phone rings and it was Harry Redknapp. And before I could even say hello, he just went into launched one into about it. this, 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 and this and about my match report and everything. And I'm just completely bemused, wasn't expecting it, totally caught me cold. And it turns out all he was moaning about was the fact I'd given Trevor Sinclair six in the ratings, <laughs> and he was being so picky. And I, and it took me a long, long time to work out why he was so upset about Trevor Sinclair. And I was trying to explain that we do it, we do it on an hour, Trevor. You know, yeah. Sinclair had a great last half hour. Sorry, Harry. You know, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I obviously had, but the, the ratings had gone all that, and he was obviously trying to flog him. Because all the managers—that's <laughs>
1: hilarious. Yeah,
4: they're trying to sell them, aren't they? Move them on. I hope you got your percentage when he went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, zero. Yeah. Do you think yeah. they come at you,
1: the managers, when they know that you're new on the beat? Do they kind of test uh, you out a little
4: bit? I don't know. I think. Well, I think you know, managers will get to know you over time, and then they'll they'll take a dodgy question from you because of that relationship you have mm. built, built up. So, I think it's kind of good that you get that schooling, if you like, when mm. you're fresh, because it. It certainly does, you know. I, had, I can't remember what it was over. I had a big stand-up with Bruce Rioch, when he was manager at um, Arsenal, when I was on the local paper. Mm. Um, but I heard him he right. I overheard him he right say as I walked past. He went, "Don't worry," he said. The bloke doesn't even wear a belt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. Andy does have a
2: way of winding on Though I remember Sounds being at an like England it. press conference once. Something was going on with Sven Jöran Eriksson, and Andy looks at me, goes. Ah, this is all very well, Sven, but one swallow does not a summer make. <laughs> <That's> right, <yeah. laughs> and we're all like, "What?"
0: Because
2: <laughs> we're all the England press corps. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. really one we'd say. I can't even remember why you decided you must because he would won a what, game. What, what, won were what, a what, what were you talking about? What was the swallow?
1: What were you talking about? I think about? they'd
4: won a match, and and, uh, and, and Andy he Andy was wasn't a... having
2: our sicker fancy probably because he's like <laughs> just popped in to watch one of these England games. And he's not, <laughs> not over impressed. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Um, we'll come back no um but there are ways you know you you i got pulled aside
2: actually after that by the fa and said do you think you can get him into line a bit disrespectful really did they really really wow tell me
4: that look at this that's a brilliant badge yeah you go exclusives everywhere all over (laughs) the.
3: yeah it's supposed to your trevasin gears. yeah Yeah,
4: but the thing is i put sven on the spot at an england game what was the one when michael owen did his knee was it? was, it, was it well, against Denmark. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think it was against Denmark. <laughs> and he comes in and he was spewing all this stuff about Michael and this that and the other. And I just said, Sven what knee was it?" And he went, um, uh, "M, mm, M." Mm, mm. And he he didn't even know which knee it was Amazing. because he went out the room and then someone from the FA, FA came in about two minutes later and said, "By the way, it was this knee. I can't remember which one it was now, but it said it was the left knee or whatever. Doesn't it was. matter. No, no." Yeah. Um, but no, I, yeah, Harry, I also wrote once four paragraphs about uh, Alan Kirbishley doing this and is eventually tipped to take over from Harry at West Ham as manager. Harry completely thought I was writing a story that Alan's about to take his job and it was nothing of the sort. Mm. And again, phone goes absolutely every letter, swear word you could imagine just down the phone at me um, because of this. And it's sometimes, you know, the, the, the chaps will agree, it's sometimes the smallest thing... Mm. You could write one day a massive spread absolutely caning them and you get nothing. Then the next day, you know, you'll get a two-paragraph story and then they'll just go for you. Yes,
1: yeah, kind of, you get them where it hurts, don't well, we you, yeah, sometimes? Yeah, Sam Allardyce
4: did it with Perhaps you in West Ham in a transfer points. window. They signed a left-back and he said, um, he said something about his, uh, yeah, we've looked at, we're signing him, we've looked at nine other left-backs and, you know, we're going to sign him. So, of course, I said, does this mean he's your tenth choice? <laughs> sign <laughs> you see what I mean <laughs> yeah. yeah I see exactly yeah. what you I mean Sean so of course he just lost it I mean, but fair play to Sam at the end of it he came up and he said look I'm sorry about that he said his transfer window and he's basically working for a nutty club like West Ham and he said um, you know it's a bit of pressure and so you just take it and you know I think as you get older as well we don't we don't swallow it as easily now no. when you're when you're a bit younger, you mm. kind of sit there, rabbit in headlights. And you also
3: mentioned about managers going after younger reporters. Yeah, I think when you're a younger reporter as well, and you we'd all look back on this, you realise maybe you should have phrased the question better. Mm. than I oh, have seen it recently. Yeah, when yeah, definitely. When you learn, asked don't you? Mourinho after RB Leipzig, were you, were you? Was your team so rubbish, or don't? Or <laughs> good and the sentiment and the question is fine but you probably should have there's a way of phrased saying, it a little bit better than that and you might, yeah, you might not have I, you I think not. i've
1: been there too i've definitely yeah. been there as well um andy you certainly have a way with um getting to these managers and you do great impressions as well so you probably sort of balance well, yourself I out in there Bristol for five years you oh, see is so a, yeah that what it is?
4: I, I think that's where i yeah that's why me and me and me and ollie get on so well yeah. because we often talk about bristol
1: nice in a west draw,
0: the west country the
4: west
1: country yeah, yeah. <laughs> <bad>? <laughs> okay we're taking a quick break now but uh, plenty more on managers coming up uh, most specifically england managers all that still to come
0: there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
1: Welcome back to Swedes 2, 10, it's 1, where I'm joined by Sean Custis, Paul Jiggins and Andrew Dillon. Now, there is no doubt the England job is not for the faint-hearted. How common are meltdowns among England managers? I'm guessing fairly common, Sean.
2: Oh, yeah. A lot. I mean, you rarely leave an England job on a good <laughs> note, do you? Uh, I mean, ever. So it always goes wrong when England are playing. The whole focus is England. Uh, you know, your Premier League managers, yes, they're under pressure, but there are other games to take pressure away. England weeks, it's all the focus on England, and they do get frazzled. Uh, um, Steve McLaren's reign was particularly frazzledy. <laughs> I would frazzledy. Well, we were. Um, I mean. The, the Andorra game in Barcel in Barcelona at the Barcelona Olympic Stadium just just summed it up really. It was just there was the pressure was building on McLaren. We were playing Andorra. The crowd had decided that if we hadn't scored after twenty minutes they were going to protest and there was gonna nuts. We were we were sat in the press box, which is among the crowd, and it was a horrendous atmosphere. All went off. David Nugent scored his one and own, his one goal for England in his one game. <laughs> one anyway, that was the only that was the only probably bright part of the night. And um, at the end, I mean, the criticism just—I mean, it was just everybody in, in the press room was just having a go. And Steve Bullets. McLaren took this, and mm. I think the press conference lasted two minutes. The England press conferences go on forever. Yeah. Lasted two minutes, and at the end, he just go, "Got up," he said, "Gentlemen, write what you like," and off he went so off he goes out, we're like, right, okay. and the FA will press will people so are thinking oh my say, oh, god no. they've won 3-0 no, so they've got 3 points mm. but he's, he's steaming so he goes out and we're into the car park area ready ready to leave as the England team bus is going we're sort of wondering what, whether those fans are still hanging around and all that and McLaren's at the front and he's puce and he sees the late love departed now Brian Wilno and he points Aggressively at the bus driver, points Brian Wilno thing, Run him over, <laughs> run him down. <laughs> right. And then the bus drivers looking at him. I don't know whether you properly <laughs> understand, but McLaren is pointing as if he can. And Brian takes a step. He said, Did he? Was he? Was he? Was yeah. he? Yeah. I think he was. Um, so that, that certainly goes down pretty high in my meltdown stakes for England managers. Glenn Oddle was. Uh, used to make me laugh I mean it, obviously it got very difficult for him towards the end but Glenn got to a point where he complained that we weren't quoting him accurately he kept being mm. misrepresented Some, and sometimes the way Glenn talks you know you, you had to find a way of condensing it because it wasn't always a coherent sentence so shall we he was say right, he? So, so, <laughs> so so yeah but you had to
0: How so he phrase, said, I, so he actually said
2: why don't you just quote me directly so hmm. next day the daily mail quoted him exactly on the back page it was um uh yep mm, oh. them things oh, ain't brutal. dot 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 oh, dear. is. and if i pick him well uh he might not get in the and it was a it was a whole thing at the back of that fa were mad hoddle was furious and actually england then brought in afterwards stenographers to um yeah to uh um, so that they would type out the exact press conference and hand it to you. Of course, it still had all the M's and O's and yeah. all, but,
1: you would, but it, it was up to you to paraphrase it. You, you,
4: would, you would paraphrase it uh, correctly. <laughs> but also, they would find that they had suddenly won 3-0 instead of left, lost 3-0 as well. I was <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the how funny that! that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we won was, the World Cup again.
2: again. <laughs> yeah, it's just what, I mean, Kevin Keegan famously, he resigned it. By the Wembley toilets after lost at home to germany but the the pressure had been building particularly after euro two thousand where they didn 't they weren 't very good they got they got eliminated and we were up i think we were on to the next friendly it was probably France after euro two thousand and the questions were were uh, pretty near near the knuckle about his position about where England were going from here about could they was he really the right man for the job anymore and now i am um, Chief sports writer, who's pretty acerbic, Steve Howard, would have a way of either shortling sometimes during a press conference to <laughs> show his disapproval or maybe clearing his throat, either to, as, if to say, <coughs> as if to say he didn't agree with what the manager said or he was about to ask a, a particular question. So Steve had done this a couple of times and then he went, <coughs> and Kevin Keegan looked at him and said, are you coughing? And he went, yeah. I might be. He, I might be why are you coughing it's the school teacher in the yeah, classroom yeah. um i 'm coughing because i was about, I was clearing my throat, ready to ask you a question no you weren 't you'd taken sort of taken the Mickey and all that, and it became a standoff and this was from what i remember i think it was an open press conference see, that TV one, cameras with this? tv cameras yeah. and radio i think i certainly remember i think he got interviewed by the radio afterwards about about this standoff it was an example of where we were going as mm. as with all england managers really in the end it, yeah, it gets yeah. more and more and more fractious and uh you know you typically for years after any time steve was anywhere we went, <coughs> are you coughing are you chewing <laughs> Are you <laughs> and uh steve took it in quite good part but um he took no nonsense he he didn't like england did they used to love England he, failing oh, yeah. he reported on England <laughs> yeah. for donkeys oh. years, but he wasn't happy if they were winning. No. They could quite no. He sounds as out. popular
4: as Andy. Uh, among whom? Among the managers. Uh, yeah, I think the most most managers kind of give respect me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was taking <laughs> the mickey.
1: <laughs> Look at that. So England managers, what about players? Because we see the players, don't we, going nuts? That's probably the more common one that we see. Um, Andy, tell me one that you know about Matt
4: Latissier. Yeah, this was probably more my meltdown. Oh, me. right, just, okay. Oh, right, okay. Well, because, again, as Sean will probably testify, I don't, I don't like to... Th- I can't stand the feeling if I think somebody's taking the Mickey out of me. It's no job for it. a man, is it? That's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, so Andy can
2: take the Mickey out, everybody everybody wants, no, exactly. out
3: there. Everybody
4: wants it. Exactly. It's all right when it's oh, that okay, way. around no, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind on oh, it, when it's Banks. <laughs> Banks is, yeah. yeah. is fine. Don't you down with the kids? Bands is fine. No, what I mean <laughs> is, if in a professional sense, so if I feel, so if I feel like a, a player is taking the mickey out Hmm. of me or is pushing me around or sometimes occasionally if I feel management. I just, I just, I put it as standing my ground. I was going to say that. You have to sort of assert yourself and say, I'm here to do
1: my job. So there.
4: Absolutely. But so I just remember being sent to Southampton as Letitia had announced his retirement. Um, And he was, for some reason, he was up in the press box. Obviously I can't imagine he probably wasn't playing that day anyway. He was probably being slowly edged out. Um so I wandered over to him and I said, Oh hello Matt, Andy Dillon from from The Sun. I just wondered I'm doing the Monday paper. I wonder if there's any chance of doing um an interview with you afterwards about your retirement and everything for the Monday's paper. And he said, Ah, oh, he said, nah I'm not doing that. He said I'm I've done fifty interviews already, so I'm not doing any more. So I left it at that. Anyway, after the game, we're all kind of clearing up and walking out, and I and I saw him doing a live radio interview. So I just walked past, mm. and then I went ten yards past. I thought, no, I'm not having that. No, I'm not having I'm this. Not having no, that. I'm
1: no. not taking no. this <laughs> no. front.
4: <laughs> so I turn around, go back, and I saw him with his cans on and everything, Mm -hmm. and I just stood there and waited and waited and waited. And then he finishes the interview, takes it off, and Mm -hmm. I just said, oh, what was that then? Was that number 51, (laughs) that interview? And he said, oh, I said I'd promised um, them I'd do it and all that sort of stuff. So I said, you'll have a benefit game, won't you, when you leave? You'll have a testimony or whatever? He said, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, "Um," so I said to him, will you be doing any press for your benefit game will you be hmm. doing interviews for that and he said oh yeah I'll be doing stuff for my benefit game and I just said yeah I thought you F him mate and then <laughs> turned on my heels and I ran <laughs> <laughs> he, like he was never much going to track him
3: back anyway <laughs> <so he laughs> <got done> <laughs> yeah. yeah but I just I
4: wasn't I just you know I can't it's one of my downfalls I always Sean will probably tell you I always feel like I have to have the last word oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> just on occasion and yeah, it's maybe not my greatest asset, but i just on on at that time, I just thought i've got to say I've got to say something just so he knows my feelings. Yeah, I respect
1: that. I think, I think standing your ground is, is not a bad thing.
4: Thank you.
1: I, I, I do, I do, especially in these circumstances. Could you address especially that in if... an
4: email to Sean? Sure,
1: me. I can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> is what's happening <laughs> after <laughs> this. <laughs> 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 yes.
2: yeah. To HR. Yes. HR as well. We put an email around the reporters yesterday <laughs> and uh, we took a bet that Dylan would be first in with his response. <laughs> yeah. And he was. I knew that a bit. Yeah. You know, it was within five minutes. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> this is all very well-bought.
4: Yeah. But, but, it's the but. I follow, it was the kind of, what I've learned, from my school teacher wife is, you know, take it. Yes, I've listened to your point. Mm-hmm. I've taken your point on. But they're wrong. However, however, a, yes, exactly. Yeah, however, that's how that's how we deal with things. In this. And I knew they would all be looking at each other. Who's so it, would say Dylan, Andrew? They would all just go. Here we go. Two, five, four, three, two, 1
0: <laughs>
1: And here we go. <laughs> here what about Jamie Carragher? Tell me a little bit. About a moment with him, Andy. Uh, was, was he? Was this as bad as a uh, mild as the Latiss situation, or was yeah, did he, he really was, go
4: for he, it? He. He. It was again very brief, um, uh-huh. and again it's because I can't keep. Uh, but you know, it's, it's an asset to not be able to keep your gob shut sometimes, isn't it? Is it? You know, no. in this job, <laughs> you can't be a big journalist. Job, you know, this is yes, the thing. Everybody course. wants you to be gobby and to be, you know, acidic or whatever, and you know to try and get good quotes. Um, so. Liverpool had just been beaten 3-1 at West Ham, which, you know, it's a phenomenal event for West Ham to win a home match, let alone against (laughs) Liverpool. It was all up and past. Ouch! And it was, um, you know, very crowded corridors, that sort of stuff. Mm. So I'm there waiting to try and do a follow-up, whatever, and every Liverpool player goes past. But Mm. Carriger walks past, and I just said very nicely, I just said, um, you know, hi, Jamie, any chance of a quick word? And he just kind of gave me this terrible look, and then just said, no, you're not having any of my time. You know, whatever it was. So, um as he walked past, I couldn't help it. I just said, come on, Jamie, look, I'll make you a star.
0: <gasps> you know, this
4: is...
1: <laughs> right, the next bit I really want to hear. A, go a, on, a, go on, a, what did a, you say? In a, in
4: a very jokey, I hoped was a jokey man. I just said, come on, look, I'll make you a star. And he just walked on a few paces. Then he just had, like, the letitia moment. I thought, no, I'm not having that. Yeah. And he turned around <laughs> and he just said, you'll make me a star. You'll make me a star. You in Scully. Right in your face. And I could feel the spit well as, spit? Yeah, yeah. as we all know <laughs> yeah,
0: like it, it, it travels yeah, yeah. quite fast so yeah, yeah. as we're told but little
4: bit of a little And that was it. But of a little you of know, you little know, you of a little bit of a little bit of of on of you your way home and just think, Jamie Carragher's just called me a scully. Yeah. That's something to tell my mates down the pub tonight, yeah. that Jamie Carragher's called me a scully. And fair play to him. I probably was a bit chippy and whatever, so I may have deserved it, but they just stick in the mind.
1: And several years later, you could say Jamie Carragher spat at me too.
4: Well, who, thanks to me, who's got a brilliant career on Sky now? Jamie Carragher. You've made him a star, haven't you? Yeah, and I like to think, <laughs> and your own I like to think in those moments... <laughs> That Jamie's out there and he's thinking about he's me. Thinking when about he picks you. up those BAFTAs, he's yeah, just all yeah, down yeah. to that fella I called a scally at Upton Park.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> absolutely love it. Well, I love those meltdown stories. They're absolutely fantastic. But that is all uh, we've got time for in this episode of Swede Two Turnips One. My thanks to Sean Custis, Paul Jiggins, and Andy Dillon. Remember to subscribe and review the pod at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, ACAST, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Reshman Chowdhury. That is it from us. We'll see you next time.